Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is embezzlement, and we're talking with Dana Turner, who's got years of experience in the field. Dana, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for the invite, Tom. Dana, why pay special attention to this age-old crime of embezzlement now of all times? Well, there are several reasons for now, but the primary one, obviously, is the economy. As the economy worsens, uh, people need to steal for a variety of different things to support their families and other interests has escalated. In many of the seminars that I do around the country every year, I take informal polls uh, from the participants and ask them how certain topics are in their particular institutions. And what I've learned, uh, at least in my own client base, is that probably from 2004 to 2008, embezzlement went up about 400% a year. Uh, and that's across the board from a variety of different industries. But last year, 2008 itself, uh, probably went up between 1,200 to 1,500%. It has gone up drastically as the uh, perceived need has gone up. And, of course, you know, security is one of the, the first things that gets cut when the budget starts to go downhill, too. Now, I know you've got years of investigative experience in embezzlement. What, if anything, is different about embezzlement now in the Internet age? Well, every crime requires an access, Tom. Uh, and if you restrict or deny the access, then you restrict or deny the crime. Uh, as I just stated a second ago, security uh, is one of those functions that takes an economic hit within a company's budget quite often. Uh, and that puts uh, more and more... Uh, stress on other forms or, or other functions within the organization to be able to spot embezzlers before they actually hit or hit hard, uh, but they don't have the investigative resources quite often to be able to take care of that. When you look at the Internet age, we have opened up a tremendous amount of other accesses that we didn't have even 10 years ago between passwords and identity theft uh, and a variety of other causes. So certainly the Internet age has helped the embezzler quite a bit, uh, as well as being able to move funds around electronically without leaving a, a, a paper trail, possibly leaving an electronic one instead. Well, we trust that the Internet age has helped the investigator as well, and I know you've got a webinar series coming up on embezzlement. Can you just briefly describe what these two sessions will be about and what the key takeaways are? Well, certainly. Um, the, the topics for part one deal with uh, occupational fraud statistics and your organizational structure, where embezzlers go look for opportunities, how embezzlers look, act, feel, sound, uh, so that you can be able to spot them based upon their behaviors. We look at the motives for committing embezzlement uh, and also the certain characteristics that embezzlers have uh, and display that most other people simply don't have. So that's in part one. In part two, we look at how to conduct financial crime investigations so that we have some kind of a template or a baseline to be able to work with. So that as an investigator, when a victim calls me and says, help, I have been stolen from within, uh, and this can be a company, it can be a financial institution, it can be a, a family member, that we have certain plans uh, in place already as to how we're going to go about investigating that particular crime. And we also talk about search warrants and subpoenas and other investigative types of, of devices that we'll use to go back and take the information we got from part one about motives for embezzlement and their characteristics and behaviors and begin to apply that in an interview or an interrogation setting. 
Now, I've had the advantage of being able to see your part one, and I've got to tell you, Dana, I thought it was an excellent, informative session. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Just to tease people a little bit with some of the information you're going to share, one of the things that jumped out to me is that you discussed the differences between male and female embezzlers, and, and they're pretty stark. What are some of the major distinctions that people would want to look for? Well, the two major distinctions, and it's not simply about gender that there are differences, but, but any good investigator will develop psychological profiles about certain kinds of offenders, whether they be pedophiles, uh, rapists, armed robbers. There are many characteristics that are shared by that, for lack of a better term, crime occupational group. When we look at uh, the gender the age. Uh, older embezzlers steal more money than younger ones do, uh, their particular lifestyles. We can start separating those things out and look for particular behaviors. And the way that I've characterized this is that women, typically, who are embezzling, will steal to make them sell or to buy things or products or services to make them feel good. Where men, on the other hand, will buy products and services that will make them look good. So I've established in part one of this presentation the different things you might look at, kind of like a baseline again, uh, for both men and women who steal, uh, to give you some viewpoints that are gender-based, and, and we'll give you some, some clear definitions. Very good, Dana. These are going to be great sessions. I look forward to seeing the second one. Uh, I appreciate your time and your insights today. Thanks, Tom. It's, the topic is embezzlement. We've been talking with Dana Turner, who's got a webinar series upcoming on the topic. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.